Welcome to Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Last time, Maldar died an icy death, then scattered into a million pieces. Maldar sees blackness. All around is cold. It's a void. The last thing he remembers is the ice forming around his eyes and then everything going dark and cold. Uh, This feels like that really cool spell I had, but on me, not at someone else. It's as though he is floating, but he's not falling. There's no sense of up or down. You can't tell how long he's been there. And then suddenly in the distance, a light. Uh, eh, I'm swimming, swimming towards the light. Get into the light. You make an effort to move towards the light. It seems to get stronger and brighter and warmer. And there's a sort of yellowish hue and the smell of hot cocoa. Oh, that's nice. You get closer and closer. You're you're filled with a sense of warmth, of happiness. I I really didn't think it was going to go this way when I died. As you get closer, the light begins to fill the entirety of your field of vision and the sense of warmth and of being home just takes hold of you and you're in a bed, a big comfy bed under a big heavy comfy quilt. It's that feeling of being warm and snug in bed on a very cold morning where you just don't want to get up. Maldar looks around the room trying to see if it's at all familiar. It feels incredibly familiar. This is home. This is where you belong. It's There's a desk. Uh, there's a window. It's frosted over. You can't quite see, but it's definitely daytime outside. You have a dresser. There's a little night table with a candle that's burned down a bit on it. It's made of brass. Uh, you can feel the you can smell the the sooty coldish heat that comes from the, ra- the furnace downstairs oh oh i'm i'm home mom maldar mom get out of bed or your cocoa will get cold maldar jumps leaps out of bed and rushes downstairs there's one thing that i'm just going to mention to you that this definitely feels like home but at the same time you feel like this is new and different. It looks very different. You're not in any building you've ever really been in before, but this is home. This is where you've always lived, but you've never been here before. And everything's slightly different. The It's not as stony or as woody as most of the buildings you remember from Tudo. Uh, this is, you know, this is made of brick. Uh, it's got central heating. It's got coal-fired heating, and there's everything seems a little different. But your mom's got cocoa for you, and she's in the kitchen. Maldar strolls into the kitchen and begins sipping his cocoa, smiling at his mom. Mm-hmm. She is wearing her, her apron, which she wears when she's baking, uh, because she's got a lot of cookies on the go, little sugar cookies that she's uh, cutting out in shapes of trees and snowflakes and little gingerbread men that she's also making and shortbread cookies and her her special Christmas bread that has the little fruit bits in it that you've never really liked, but you know that you're supposed to associate with Christmas. Hey, Mom, uh, did we did we leave the manor? Did we leave the family home? What? Whatever do you mean, Maldar? This is, this is our home. This is our nice little cottage. 
I just, I mean, we used to have an estate and, 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 uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, it was kind of run down and spooky and, and, and I'm just not used to seeing you in the kitchen and up and about and uh, something, something's off. Just, just drink your cocoa. If you don't drink your cocoa, you can't write your letter to Santa. And if you don't write your letter to Santa, you can't go to the hanging. What's a, a Santa? I mean, I want to go to the hanging for sure, but what's a Santa? You're asking these questions, but you know the answer. You know the answer. You know who Santa Claus is. He brings you gifts every night. Yeah, okay. Uh, I, I, I guess that makes sense. She brings over uh, a fountain pen and a thing of ink and a sheet of paper. Now write your letter to Santa or he won't bring you anything. Um, dear Santa, uh, I, I guess I'd, I, I want... The magical relics that could make a giant battle-ready homunculus, and to know who my father is, and um, something that protects me against cold magic. Thank you. I've been really good this year. Maldar. Now, Maldar, what did we say about talking out loud as you're writing? I find it's just a very helpful way to spell things correctly. And magic? You know there's no such thing as magic. Well, except for Santa. But don't I have... Magic? Maldar tries to cast a minor illusion, a little dancing version of himself. It is more illusory than normal. You get the sense that your mother is looking and she just, her expression doesn't change. Uh, You can tell that she's sort of looking at your hand, but not where you can see the illusion. But I can see my illusion? Kind of. It's as though it is both illusory and not illusory. Are, Are you imagining it or is it actually there? I'll, I'll put this by the fire for when Santa comes, but I don't know if this is what he's going to bring. Why didn't you ask for toys or a new top hat? Top hats don't really fit well with my horns. Mulder reaches up to peel his head. They're there and they're not there. Like, you feel a resistance, but you also feel like, you, you feel like you're touching them, but you're also touching hair. Hey, Mom. Um, how was I born? Oh, quite difficultly. It was a very, very difficult birth. Was it, like, mysterious and secretive and... I have had a theory for years that I was abducted by aliens. Is, like, that how I was born, or...? At the hospital. That seems wrong. Then we came here to Snowton. Have you seen... Have you seen any friends of mine around? She has a look on her face. Sure, you have plenty of friends. Don't be like that. Not from you, Mom. Uh, Well, uh, there's the people at work, I suppose. Yeah. Um... The counting house? Sure. I think I'm going to go to the counting house for a little while. Uh, see my friends. On Christmas Eve, it won't even be there. And everybody will be down at the town square for the hanging. It's a holiday. Maybe I'll check out the hanging then. Um, thanks, Mom, for the cocoa. Yes, I wish I could go with you, but I've got all of these bakings. Have a scone. My mom's accent is weird. Oddly cliche. And I hate how you say scone, Mom. Scone. It's scone. It should be scone. Well, a proper English lady will call it a scone. Yeah. Aldar gets up from the table and puts on his coat. You, yes, you have a you have a nice frock coat. You have your you have your scarf and your top hat. I mean, you're a young man about town. Of course, you're going to be wearing these things. Still, it feels wrong not to be a trench coat. Numb, you know. But I wander out and I head down to town square. So you are walking through the streets of Snowton, which is the the nice village that you live in. It's. Uh, very, very much Victorian Christmas. Like, if you are going to imagine Victorian Christmas, you are seeing the town of Snowton. There are children running around, throwing snowballs, 
One hits you right in the crotch. A nice little crotch shot. Yeah. It's cobblestone streets. There are, you're in the sort of more residential area. There are nice houses. Everything's brick with... Uh, everybody's got a porch, but it's winter, so no one's sitting on it. Obviously, there's snow. People have wreaths around. There are uh, new coal-fired street lamps. They're not on right now because it's midday. Uh, you see women in bustles with their hands in muffs. Uh, there are men in their top hats, much like you. Some of them dressed ni- more nicely than they're the working class who just have their nice flat caps. And You know that it's a perfectly normal Christmas in southern England in 1841. So you get to the you get to the town square. That's where everybody's headed towards because public hangings are big deals. They're the social event of the day. It's Christmas Eve, so there are Christmas decorations all around. Oh, let's get to the hanging. Yes, let's go to the hanging. Oh, the hanging. I want part of the noose. Just the part? I want the whole noose. Yes, the whole noose. So there are four major buildings that make up the borders of the town square. Uh, You have the town hall, the church, the mayor's house, and the hotel. In the center, there's, there's there's the... Instead of a statue, a lot of places have statues or fountains. This place has a large stone plinth. Can you use a word other than plinth? (laughs) Another made-up word? (laughs) Plinth is a good word. Plinth is exactly the word. You know what a statue is on? A plinth. That's what a plinth is. All right, all right. We can do that. Like Like a pedestal? No, a pedestal is something very different from a plinth. Moving on from the (laughs) semantics... This is going to make the next part very hard to describe. On top of this plinth is not a statue... Uh, It's a fairly big thing. It's about eight feet around and about ten feet up. And on top of that are... Now, there's a platform on the plinth. You know it as the landing strip. So, Maldar, when you're looking up at the the landing strip, you wonder how that word came into your head. It's as though you asked a question and your own memory answered it for you. You know that tonight, once all the children have gone to sleep, that Santa will land his sleigh upon the landing strip. Because you know, alone in all the world, Snowton is the only place where Santa always comes. (laughs) (laughs) It's really hard for me to rectify this brain. Okay. And so they have erected. (laughs) Santa is a very selfish lover. Shouldn't Snowton come first? (laughs) What you see is it's full of people. There are a few dozen people here. You're in a small town obviously so most people who can come have come uh, just realized what i said thank you for not jumping <laughs> on that uh, uh, so there's the town hall which is sort of a two-story brick structure there's uh in the center <laughs> so yeah structure is a dirty word <laughs> everything's dirty. come down your giggles a little thrusting up from the center <laughs> it, it's a two-story brick structure and in the center there's a clock tower uh, the church is your simple Anglican church. Uh, it's got a steeple. It's The steeple is probably the highest point of the town. It's got the cross on top. Uh, the hotel is three stories tall. It's the most storied building in the town, as they like to say. Uh, it's red brick, but it has sort of the white uh, feature molding accents on each floor. And then the mayor's house is just your nice... Very nice Victorian uh, building. It's got a, like a little cupola, as some of them do. It's got a big porch surrounding it. It's two stories tall, but you, there's an attic, obviously, because it's got the triangular roof. 
And those are the four buildings that comprise the borders of the town square. In front of the town hall is the gallows. On that gallows, there are three nooses hanging. Beside it, the undertaker is hammering away on the coffins. One of them is of normal size. Two of them are quite small. On top of the gallows, you see the town priest, the vicar. The executioner, who is a gigantic man in a black hood. And the mayor with his chains of office. Mulder takes a quick look around to try to see if the hanging is going to take place right away or if he's got a little bit of time to kill. You can tell that it's probably minutes away. You really slept in. Okay, Mulder is going to try to push through the crowd to get a, a front row seat then. Hey, get out of the way. Oh, don't push me. Hey, I, I, I deserve as good a look as anyone. My baby fell in the puddle. Mommy, mommy, the mean man hurt me. Oh no, it's a wet baby. Kill it. <laughs> so as you force your way violently towards the front where normally the children and the infirm would be, but you know you need that space. Uh, everyone knows I'm really into hangings, all right? Yes, everyone knows you're a little too into hangings. <laughs> cool, blimey, what's that smell? I don't know, back up a bit though. This guy looks a bit weird. The Undertaker, who, he is very tall, he's very thin, he's wearing a long black coat, but the arms are a little too short, so you see a little too much of his forearm, and he looks up at you, don't worry, it'll all come soon. You don't have to be so excited for it. (laughs) Penny for the old man. I thought it was a city thing pays you. Why do I have to pay? It was just just an expression for the eyes, you know. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get you. River sticks, all that. Oh, oh, I think they're things are going ready. Think they're coming. And from the front door of the town hall, you see one of the constables walk out first with his little metal hat. It's covered obviously in the dark blue felt. He is leading the prisoners on a chain. They all have burlap sacks over their heads as their wrists are bound in irons, which are connected by chains to clamps, cuffs on their ankles, and they're all chained together, and there's another constable on the end. Maldar leans to one of the people next to him, one of the small children, and asks, What did they do again? I I don't remember. Oh, they're all others. Yeah, but other than just being others, like, did did they commit a crime, or? Yeah, they're different. They don't belong here. We all belong here. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely belong here. I get that. Yeah, they don't. Okay. Yeah, make Snowden great again. But did they, like, steal something, or... or the charges th- will be read. Don't be a dick about it. Oh, okay, fine. Jeez, I'll chill. I mean, what the fuck do you think I know? I, you seemed in the know. It's common knowledge, innit? Well, I, I woke up right late, you know? I don't want to miss anything. I, okay, I just wanted just to... Just wash the bloody hanging! Jeez. And during this, you've missed them being led up the stairs, and they're now at the on the gallows, and the mayor is going to read from his anachronistic scroll, very official. This is a very official moment. The mayor is a short, stout man. Uh, he is rotund and stately. He's balding. He has a very fat neck. These three prisoners have been found guilty by the sacred laws of our village. They have been found guilty of insidious trespass, intractable misbehavior, 
an incorrigible difference. They are declared permanently unsuitable, and so shall be hanged by the neck until dead. They may now issue final statements of confession to unburden their souls before death. The mayor motions the executioner to remove their burlap sacks. And he does one after the other on Finnick, Agata, and Fook. Hello, my name's Fook. They know your name, Fook. And they don't care. The crowd boos lustily. Boo! 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 Yes! Derision! Boo! Oh, I'm all wet, but boo! <laughs> I thought somebody killed that baby! <laughs> Maldar joins the booing, but it feels weird in his mouth. A chill has gone down your very spine. You feel like you're shaking inside. You feel like something inside of you is shaking. Uh, You recognize these people, but you've never seen them before. I take some solace in the fact that I will die the way I lived. Well hung. How long have you been sitting on that? The whole time! (laughs) (laughs) The crowd just is silent. The booing stops. Everybody's kind of looking at each other. Frankly, that works for me. I figured. So does anyone have a plan getting out of here? I'm trying not to die. That's kind of what I've got so far. You? I'm not even that far, so good. I'm working on my strong belief in the afterlife. The vicar... uh, moves up to you. Is there, is there nothing you would say to your God, to Jesus Christ, before, um, before the end? Yeah. Uh, who's, who's that? Sorry, Jesus Christ, some sort of lawn worker? Your Lord and Savior, the Son of God. Oh. He loves you and wants you to repent. My Lord is the Lord God Helm, and he will come back and smite you down for hanging three innocent humanoids. You don't have to normalize humans that way. Does Jesus Christ look kind of like a kangaroo holding what might be an ice cream cone? You may notice around this time that looking out on the crowd, it's entirely human. Nobody in any way, shape, or form resembles any of the other races of your land. Typical. Wait, they said that uh, they were hanging us because we were different, but you're a human, Agata. Yeah, I don't understand that. Maybe they have something against women? Hey, uh, do you have something against women? Only what they let me put against them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hate women. You, you. <laughs> you have been found guilty, says the mayor, of your difference, which is intolerable to our ways. Was that some sort of short joke? But I thought we established I'm a human. Yeah, maybe we're just, uh, we're just too short. We're, we're two boys. We're boys. We're just boys. We're elderly not, boys. Elderly boys. Well, I'm elderly. Yeah. We, we are not hanging you because you are dwarves. We are hanging you because you are... I'm sorry. Uh, we are not dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> no. That's something that we, we have are standards. not. We Midgets. What? Yeah, I don't what? know what to call you. Ah, oh, here we go again. Jeez. Um, well, don't even get them started. Just, just let's go with boys. Well, I take some solace that I'm going out of this world the way I came in. Well hung, we heard you the first time. (laughs) If you have no further statements, then... Oh, look, it's Maldar. Maldar. Who? Maldar. What? Maldar. What? Who? Maldar. Maldar? Maldar. Me? Yeah, you. Um, I thought you were dead. No, I'm... I'm... I'm me. I live here. Who who is he? None of you have any of your items. None of you have any of your armor. You are wearing the black and white striped... 
uniform of a prisoner. Except Finnick has his ring on his finger. Moldar shouts out with a stage whisper, Can you guys see if I have horns or not? You see him as Maldar. You see him as the Maldar you've always seen. Yeah, you look just as, um, well, uh... Good lord, there's a demon! 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 They take demons seriously here. Everyone, please act! There's a demon! Where's your Jesus Christ now? (laughs) Oh, wait a second, wait a second. I feel something on my hand. Hey, uh, executioner. Sorry, that was me standing too close. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, well, now that's gone, but no, there's something else on my hand. Uh, hey, executioner, take a look at my hand. He is a mountain of a man who sort of, instead of saying anything, leans over, straightens up, walks to the mayor, leans over and seemingly whispering something, points at his own hand, and then points at Finnick. Right, hang on just hang on just a second. The mayor walks over, looks at the back of uh Finnick's hand at the signet ring and Oh, I'm so sorry, your grace. That's right. I am an imaginary duke. I was just going to tell you not to say imaginary. What but, Great, but uh, I'm from the land of imaginary. I say, I say this. I'm, I'm so I'm sorry everyone. I'm sorry everyone. We there's been a misunderstanding. Seems, uh, seems his grace, the duke, has not been properly represented. And as we know, nobility must not be murdered on a holiday. Oh, yes, and I'm a duchess. Uh, well, these are my, these are my, uh, 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 family. These are my family, and thus they should not be murdered as well. Yeah, constable, uh, you may take the, his grace back to the cell. He will, will hang him on Boxing Day. Wait, wait, what about... Us, his family. Yes, I'm I, the I, Duchess, I his wife. Yeah, this is my wife, and uh, this is my daughter, my very tall daughter. This is exactly the kind of misbehavior for which you shall be hanged on Boxing Day. I'm so sorry, everyone. But what about the sales? Constable, take these people back. Well, I take some solace from the fact that I'm going to go out of this world the way I came in? Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. We heard it. Constable, is there anybody else in the cells? Sorry, sir, there isn't. Uh, hang the baby! <laughs> yes, yes, let's all hang the babies! No, no, people, we won't have any baby hanging today. Maldar puts back down the baby that he had lifted up. <laughs> we'll all just have to come back here on Boxing Day. In the meantime, get you to your homes. Have your Christmas gooses. Geese. And don't forget, children. Santa won't come until you've gone to sleep. <laughs> and he rubs the chains of office. Is this Santa Claus some sort of pervert? He's kind of creepy, eh? <laughs> Sounds like it. Sounds like he's into kids. So the mayor and the vicar walk down and they they go off to his house in the church respectively the executioner begins to undo the nooses because you can't just leave them there that would be dangerous and the yes because we might commit suicide <laughs> well children play in those mommy mommy can i put my head in there <laughs> oh all right just for a moment <laughs> And the undertaker is obviously very disappointed because he was counting on that commission today. Uh, so, Maldar, 
Uh, you're in the town square, and the other three, you have been led down to the basement of the town hall and put back into your cells. Maldar slinks over to the cell windows from the outside of the prison. Outside, so they're in the basement, but they've got little... It's like a basement apartment type of window, a small window at the top of the cells to let in some light. There are, there are bars across it. Um, you could reach, say, your hand in it because you have a lithe and slender hand. Fook is playing a harmonica, which is huge in his hands. All right, so we got about 48 hours before they try to hang us again. Well, I know I was planning not to die, and I managed that so far, but... Um... Psst. Oh, sorry about that. Sorry, I'm a little gassy. No, no, I'm trying to make a sound. This we, one's me. We can't both apologize for farts. This, I know, you guys have been eating guys, a lot of... Be- look what? up the at the window. Oh, oh, Malta, oh, oh, upstairs. Yeah. Oh, demon! No, okay, okay well, well... Well, yes, demon, but we know this demon, folk. I, I, my brain feels weird today. Like, I've got two brains in it at once. Yeah, well, we're not going to keep ours for long, so... That's two more than usual. And... <laughs> right now, what's going through Maldar's brain are... <laughs> It's like an argument of memory where in his brain is trying to tell him that yesterday was a normal Thursday, that yesterday he went to work, saw his workplace proximity associates who once again shunned and mocked him, and he got along well with his boss. He did a decent day's counting of the accounts in the counting house. And went home and went to sleep in the room he's had since he was a child. But the other memory is a fight on scaffolding against a demonic primate and being killed by frost magic and dying. He very, very clearly remembers the sensation of his own death. You guys seem to know me. Did I die? Uh, uh, um, uh, the last thing any of you remember is Maldar dying. Uh, that is the last thing you remember, and then suddenly you're being led out to be hanged. Uh, do, uh, good. Um, so for Fook, it's normal. Do you think you could uh, get us out of here? Agata completely ignores the question. You completely ignored the question. Fook, take a hint sometimes. Take a hint. Maldar. Oh, well, if you want to spend more time with me, we can just... No, I meant nope. I meant stop. Wrong hint. Yes, yeah, wrong hint. We're all in the same cell. Yeah. No. No. Thank you, Maldar. Do you think you can get us out of here? I mean, but you, you guys are different. So you're criminals, and I, I'm a I'm a law-abiding citizen. But I also kill people. But ah, my brain. It's not a criminal act to be different from somebody else. That's a that's a very narrow-minded, very xenophobic view. Also, Maldar, um, does nobody else notice that you're a demon? Am I? I Sometimes I feel my horns, sometimes I don't. And I definitely feel that people will not react well to me having horns. Nope, probably not. So uh, yes, you're not in too. mixed company, at least. Yeah. All right. Well, um, I'm going to try something that if I'm one type of crazy, will do nothing. If I'm another type of crazy, might break you out. So um, should we stand back? You should definitely stand back. Okay. Or nothing will happen. One of the two. Well, let's hope uh, something does happen and let's stand back. Uh, Finnick goes behind Agata. <laughs> I got a backs up. And Fook just... stands bravely in front of them both, <laughs> covering them from waist down. Fook, get behind the human shield. I can hear that, you know. Oh, sorry. Maldar takes off his gloves, puts them in his pockets, rubs his hands together really quickly, and fires two eldritch blasts 
directly at the window. Uh, so there's a very strange thing that happens. It's once again, your vision, it's almost like one eye has a 3D goggle on, the other one doesn't. So you're seeing almost two versions of the same thing happening. One, your hand is just pushing out and nothing is happening. And the other hand, you're definitely sending these eldritch blasts against the, the, the brick of the window. And the bricks give way. They were never meant to, uh, to deal with this sort of thing. The iron bars that were being held in the bricks fall down. And there's a, uh, there's a hole now. A window-sized hole, a little bigger than the window. So I feel like this isn't a crime because in one brain, this definitely didn't happen. And then the other brain, you guys maybe have a way out now? Okay, whatever brain is working, I don't care. Let's get out of here. Fook grabs an iron bar and hefts it to see how heavy it is. Uh, Finnick uh, darts out of the hole. Yep, you're now in the co- the snowy cobblestones in the alleyway behind the town hall. Wait, there seems to just be one moon here. All right, how many moons are there normally? Don't ask him that till he'll turn around and pull down his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, 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 Maldar, just, uh, just asking a question. You said that in one half of your brain it didn't happen. So does that mean that, according to the townspeople, we're not out? I don't, I don't know. Because I... if, in, if in the world of what they can see, w- there's no hole, then we're still in there. And it's only in the real world that we're out. I think I... you're overlooking the fact that we're talking to an undead creature of unknown origin. Oh, right. I think you should stop overthinking it. We've got our necks attached to our head. Let's get out of here. Just going to chime in with what Maldar's brain is seeing right now. Uh, now that he's talking to you, now that you're out and talking to him, the the double image of the intact bars and the bars that have been blasted away the intact image is now much fainter, and that side of your brain that's telling you that magic didn't happen just now is getting quieter. I feel like you probably want to play it safe and not let anyone see you. Then we should probably get out of these um, black and white things. Ooh, happily. Okay, not that way. No, keep we're changing into other clothes, not getting naked, folk. Damn it. Malda, do you have more clothing in this world? Um, I mean, if we can get to my house, I have some more stuff in my closet. Where's your house? Where's your house? Just down the lane. Why do you always have a house? So wait, we're in Scarred Borough? No, no, my other house from the other world. This world? Yeah. The one where my mom cooks. Ooh. And like... Guys, guys, people are looking at us. I think we should get going. There's one small child just sort of gazing slack-jawed at you. It's very, it's like four years old, so... This child is very wet. And stupid. <laughs> He's just got a dumb look on his face. Maldar's, one of his hands is forming a finger gun, but then no, resisting. No, no, don't shoot the child. Yeah, send Cindy Lou Who back to bed. That's, that's very confusing. Hey, who are you guys? Shut up. You're not much taller and older than me, so you shut up. But I have an iron bar. So? All right, let's not... Um threaten the children. I, uh, I've got an idea that they can get us to our house. Um, Fook, stand on Finnick's head, and Agata, you can take my hat, and you guys take my coat, and then we'll just be three people. Um, I'm still wearing black and white. And now the I just scarf, have a hat. it accents it real well. So, you just gotta accessorize. And uh, child, you're wet. If you tell anyone ab- about us, I'll tell them that you're wet, and you will be killed. Are you a duke? Uh, an imaginary one, yes. 
Finnick, I think you should go up top since you seem a little more dexterous than I am. Yes. Wait a second. So Finnick will be on top now? I've had dreams like this. <sighs> like I'm not wearing my tunic. So Maldar, uh, you grew up in this town. You would know the best way to get unseen or like just where people generally aren't. Uh, if you want to get home, you could probably you could probably do that. You'd have to be very careful about Agata being seen, though, because she isn't able to cover herself. Finnick, I can't see through this coat, so... You're not supposed to be able to. I'll tell you where to go. Oh, okay. Uh, a little more left. Five degrees. Uh, yes, okay. A little more right. This is fascinating. Mm-hmm. And Neil. And we try to walk a little bit of a, in a huddle with a guy in the middle just to try to shield her. Sort of like stepping in front of her if anyone looks down an alleyway. Oh, somebody over there. Speed up, speed up, speed up. Speeding. And slow. Could you guys whisper a little bit more? Because huh? you're, you're, you're one person talking with two voices. So <laughs> it's probably better to just like hush it a little bit. Well, you're one person with two minds. So shut up. Point taken. And you managed to make it back to uh, Maldar's house. And when you walk in, you smell... Smell peppermint now. Oh, actually, guys, um, you shouldn't let my mom see you. Just rush up the stairs. Maldar, you're home. How was the hanging? Oh, it, it was great. Um, Come I just here, let me give you oh, a hug. No, I'm just gonna spend some time in my room. I need some alone time for Christmas. It, oh, it was, it was, it was a rough hanging. You promised you wouldn't do that anymore. It was, it was a really rough hanging. It made me emotional. Uh, so I just need a little time alone in my room. You mom. know how it upsets me so. Mom, just give me my space. Jeez. And step one, hop. Step two, hop. Who are your friends? Step three, hop. Fine, I'm bringing some people home. Do I smell sugar cookies? Oh, 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 yes. Come and have cookies. Shh, you're my crotch. You have two friends. As Fook's hand reaches out of the crotch and pats around, wait, look, trying to find a cookie. Here, have a cookie. He puts one in your hand. Thank you. Three friends. Any friends of my boys or friends of mine. That's very kind of you. You don't look like the mother of a murderer. What? Upstairs. Step four. Hop. Step five. Hop. <laughs> right behind you. Maldar slams the door to his room behind him. Okay. Go to the closet. Find some clothes. Figure something out, guys. Stop looking like criminals. Oh. Lacey. Yes. It's appropriate to the Victorian era that I feel like in one side of my mind I am currently in. But this one has leather and laces and... It's my riding britches for when I ride horses. It's once again, it's it's appropriate to this. Yeah, everyone wears lace when they're riding horses, for sure. And leather. This towel made a cracking noise when I lifted it up. Oh. that That's what you think it is. There's a perfectly sized poet shirt in here for me. Do you have a baby? It, it shrunk in the hot basin wash. All right. Well, I'm going to look like a tiny Errol Flynn. What do- <laughs> I gotta find some work pants and a simple brown work shirt to put on top. To put on top, and then tries to find a place to change. Fook finds a teddy bear, sees that it has clothing, and takes those. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maldar, is there a bathroom something that can get changed? No need to be shy. I'm not. There's an outhouse out back. Okay, is there somewhere I can get changed without the three of you staring? Who says we're staring? Yeah. No one's... Wow. Somebody's Jeez. got this a yeah. large, large ego. Yeah. Okay, then turn around. Okay. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Fine. There are a lot of mirrors in Maldar's room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, 
That's just how I decorate it. That's unrelated. Yeah, then I feel, close I feel, your eyes. I feel creepy. So at this point, <laughs> you are, it is Christmas Eve, 1841. Maldar, your memories are very much screaming at you that this is not where you belong. But part of you just wants to live here. Part of you believes that this is home. So something's gone very wrong with your afterlife and it's dragged us in. Did, did, did you guys die right after me? Is, is this maybe what the afterlife is? Just uh, No, we're, we're fine. We're, we're, we didn't die. Yes, I have a habit of not dying. Though maybe when we heard Maldar die, we all died of heartbreak? Nope. No. No. Um, Fennec, can I see your ring for a second? Oh, sure. Well, well I'm not going to take it off, though, because then the illusion might be broken. Well, then let him hold your hand. Okay, take my ring. This ring is far more convincing than it ever was before. This now really looks like it's made of gold when before it obviously wasn't. <laughs> yeah. It, it was, was what was once a cheap brass piece of costume jewelry is now a gold signet ring. Does Maldar recognize the family? Uh, you don't necessarily recognize the family. Uh, you, it's not really something you would ever come into contact with. You, you don't live your life in the rarefied heights of the upper nobility. But so far as you would know, you would definitely say that this is genuine. You know it's certainly better than it ever looked before. Fook mentally calls out for Steve, his mount. You feel that Steve is trying to get to you, but he's so far away. The magic is, like, working on your end, but it's reaching out to something that it can't get through. Okay, so, uh, what do we do now? The knowledge that Maldar has of this town is that the, the smartest smartest man in town would have to be the priest. He's the one who studies most scripture. Uh, the most powerful man in town is the mayor. The person who knows all the comings and goings is the ho- the, the man who runs the hotel. Because anybody who comes in from the outside obviously has to go in through there. The one last person everyone sees is the Undertaker. Well, clearly Moldar's death brought us here, so maybe his death again will release us. No, no let's not try that. Let's Fook not... hefts his iron bar. <laughs> well, uh, Fook, let's call that uh, Plan B. Okay. Okay. Uh, let's have Plan A be figuring out where our stuff is, maybe. I'm, well, all your stuff doesn't really make sense here. So it's weird that your ring stayed. I feel like that's got to be the crux to this. It's pretty shiny, eh? I mean, maybe... I wouldn't want to go to the mayor because he knows for sure that you guys are supposed to be dead. Yep, and not the Undertaker. He was right next to you when Mm -hmm. you were on the gallows. Well, he knows that we've been saved, right? Well, that ring is for an imaginary duke. Did you ever imagine a place like this while you were alive? Seems pretty far-fetched. But maybe the priest won't recognize you if you cut some of your hair into mustaches, and then, you know, we all come in with mustaches. I'm not going to wear a mustache. I mean, you, you look good in a goatee, maybe? I can I can fashion you a nice goatee. Okay, let's leave the thing. The, the priest, though, that's the guy who follows... What the, what is he going to know? He's going to know about the religion of this world. I think not... the Undertaker might be the better option, since he deals with the death. I think he's just going to want to kill us. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, we, we just escaped him. And by the way, uh, so I'm going to double the suggestion for a mustache, because they obviously hate women here. We've Good. discovered that already. Perhaps a nice landing strip? Yeah, just on the face. 
okay, can you leave the facial hair alone? They obviously don't hate women since there are women in the crowd. They must have something against something else. I, I heard somebody call out, I hate women, yeah. Maybe, yeah, no, I, maybe I, they I rem- have something against redheads. I don't know. No, I remember... I'm remembering more about this time period. Um, it's something to do with Eve. You guys caused original sin. You're the worst. You guys, they do not like you. It I'm is... sorry. Have you seen yourself lately? I don't look like this to them. Look in the mirror. Fook looks in one of the many mirrors. Only when you look in the mirror do you see that Maldar looks human. Well, I never thought I'd say this, Maldar, but you look normal. Not handsome by any stretch of the imagination, but I mean, normal. You, you could... You could say handsome. There's no reason not I could, to say but handsome. I'd be lying. I don't like to lie either. <sighs> I, I, I'm not going to comment. What do What do we look like in the mirror? Uh, you all look nor you look like yourselves. Yeah, there's no there's none of that double vision on you from the from the kitchen here. Mulder, would your friends like anything? Mom, just leave me alone. Do you want any cocoa? Passage uh, to another dimension, please. Food? I'd, I'd take food. Uh, it smelled like peppermint when you came in here, so yeah. Wait, what What does your mother do in our world? Oh, um, she's a recluse. <laughs> would be the, would be the, the best term. Uh, sort of shunned by the village because they thought she was cursed when she disappeared for a week and then gave birth to two tieflings. Two? Oh, God, there's more of you? More of you? I have a sister. Wait, so she's not a tiefling? My mom was never a tiefling now. Oh. No, his dad was a demon, I think. Or I believe personally alien, but... Uh, oh, I'm really never, confused never, about this now. Never really discovered. Well, let's go see if your mother knows anything. You know, you guys never really asked me about my past. I tried to bring it up a couple times. Down in the kitchen there, <laughs> Maldar's mother has put together a just an array of sweets. It's tea time, uh, so it's about three o'clock. Um... She has tea set up for you. There's there's cocoa on the stove in the pot. Uh, the Christmas tree is trimmed more than it was before. She's obviously put some work in on that. And she's just delighted that you have guests. Maldar takes out the craft basket and trims off some of the shaggier bits of his hair and is making a set of mustaches and goatees. There's something very wrong here. She doesn't look disappointed in him at all. I know. She looks happy she's he's the most wonderful son any mother could ask for mm, mind this, control this is illusory maybe something in the cookies agata and fook nothing about her seems amiss to you uh she seems like a very warm and loving mother maldar you know that this isn't your the way your mother treats you you know that this isn't the life that you truly lived You know that this doesn't seem... You don't trust that this is your mother, really. And Finnick, you know in your heart of hearts that that ring should never have fooled anybody, and it never has before. And you know that everything around you now is not what it seems to be. But it's what it seems to be, but it shouldn't be. You understand that this... It's not an illusion. It has form... But you don't believe it's real. Fook sits and concentrates and tries to disbelieve in everything. For just a moment, you feel that you really don't believe anything around you, and you fall down because the chair moves away. Great. So we just have to unimagine what's happening. Yes, this probably isn't even Moldar. 
It's us? Yeah, well, I mean, if this isn't real, then then I'm really dead? Oh, yes. Uh, mm. But how was the first part of this first-person Maldar? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you, as Fook, if you try to do that to Maldar, he doesn't really budge. I walk over to Maldar's mother and stare at her and disbelieve in her. For just a brief, brief moment, like one frame in a second of film, she flashes out and you see through her. And then she's back and she's normal. And then he hits her with the metal pipe. She cries. She crumbles. There's a bit of blood coming out of her forehead. Oh, jeez, even if she's not real, that's still mean. I just wanted to test something. (laughs) Because there were no men available. Um, Let's get out of here. Uh, Call a doctor. Grab some cookies. And let's go to see the priest. Let's see the priest. I'm so sorry about these. Lock her in the basement. No, leave her alone. (laughs) Leave her her alone. She might call the police. No, call call the doctor and uh, and then, uh, wait, there's no phones. where are the phones? What? She's What's a phone? She's you want to know what a phone is? I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> so sorry. How do we... Just going to point out that two of you have healing magic. <laughs> Mulder rushes under the sink and gets the small first aid kit that they keep there and bandages his mother's head. Fook lunges at her and lays hands on her. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing to my mom? I'm <laughs> healing the demon. Even his healing is aggressive. Uh, you do manage to heal her and her pain subsides and you touch her in a way... That awakens feelings she's never known she Okay, I'm, oh, rushing, hello, I'm rushing Fook out. Get, everyone get out of here. Everyone out. I'm sorry, Mom. I'll be back for dinner. I'll send a letter. Ugh, God damn it. Maldar shoes everyone out of his house. I now know what beds are for. And as he shoes them out of the house, he sticks the fake mustache on Finnick, a fake mustache on Fook, and a fake goatee on Agata. No. No, Agata pulls off the goatee. Well, then give it to me. I want to wrap it around my shoulders. Layers of mustaches going here. He here, pushed us out without coats. Here you go. Here's the goatee. I'd look ridiculous. A woman in a goatee. Oh, you're not that feminine to start with. The pockets from this teddy bear don't work. They're not real pockets. So it's uh, it's it's about tea time. It's in the afternoon. Uh, it's getting a bit darker because it is winter. When I was in your guys' universe, whenever I needed help, I went to my patron. The closest thing they have to a patron here is God, I guess. Let's just go to the church, ask the priest for help. Yeah, let's go. He'll give us powers. God has power here. You really think this is going to work? Remember, Agata does not like other holy people. She doesn't like her own holy people. It's... She doesn't like anything. She's just a negative person. I'm sorry, but this is you saying calling me negative. No, I'm saying that the, this, this god is the same one that was going to hang us. I don't know if they're going to help us very much. Well, we have to do something. Kyle says that this is going long. <laughs> <laughs> there, you enter the church. Uh, so it's just on the inside. It's just a normal, uh, un- fairly unadorned Anglican church. Uh, there are wooden pews on either side leading up. There's a wooden pulpit from which the... The vicar will preach. And he has a little rectory off to the side of that. Uh, You don't see the vicar. He's probably in his rectory, you would believe. Just just a normal normal Christmas Eve. I'll go check in the rectum. Yes, is a rectory as dirty as I think it is? No. It's just just where he lives. Finnick knocks on the rectum. Just minutes. I will come and... Oh, oh, it's... Have they sent you for some final spiritual advice? Oh, I found a dish of water. Well, we, we do need some advice. Um, 
Father, I, I feel conflicted. I feel as though I am a person of two worlds, and I seek powers from my patron, God. Does that well, make sense? Does, did, would he give me magic? Magic? Conjuring tricks, do you mean? Yeah, could could the god from this world make it easier for me to do stuff like this? Mulder casts Eldritch Blast at the altar. The priest is shocked. <laughs> <laughs> My word. I was warned about your coming. Uh, you would find I... Oh, hi. Uh, he reaches into his pocket. Ooh, this one's got powers too. And throws a bunch of dirt in your face. A bunch of like sand in your eyes. Oh. <laughs> and he runs away. He's running. Uh, he runs uh, to the sanctuary, which is the area up at the front. Food grapples him at the ankles. No, she's just, no, you, you aren't supposed to be here. Not the three of you aren't supposed to be here. It was only supposed to be him. What do you mean the three of us aren't supposed to be here? Oh, I'm not supposed to tell you these oh, things. Oh, you're going to tell us these things. Yes, why are we somehow combined with this weirdo? Let Agatha, Agatha turns to Fook. Hey, grab him by the ankle. I'll grab him by the other ankle. Let's drag him back in the rectory and get some answers. Fook drags him into the room and then grabs him by the testicles and, and twists. Oh! So you're going to tell us why we're not supposed to be here? He'll but kill he me. Who oh. will? Oh, you. Oh, I, well, looks like my he... magic is working again. Not you. He said he made me and he could unmake me too. Yes, well, we can unmake you a piece at a time, right, Fook? Yes, I don't like being in a world full of humans. Uh, wait a sec. But he can bring you back and unmake you in more and more awful ways. I've seen him do it. Who's Who's he? Who's he? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. No one. Twist. Mayor! The mayor! The mayor made you? Is the mayor... God? I have a feeling the mayor might be a wizard or something like that. Hey, Finnick, see if you can find some rope. There's not really hardware supplies in the rectory. (laughs) Maldar finds a bunch of tinsel and wraps up his arms and legs with it. Sure, fine. Um, He said we were all figments. He said that even he was a figment. Figments. But we were going to be so much more. If he's a figment, then how did he? Yeah, exist? everyone knows that figs and mints do not make good flavors. They not, don't go to what they don't complement each other. Not well. a fig and a mint. Figments as an imaginary made-up things. Multi- everyone lets him get away with puns. Wait, pointing wait, wait, wait. at Finnick. No one lets me get away with one well, goddamn he, pun. Shut his up. His pun is gold. Shut up. I was actually about to say that exact same <laughs> pun. <laughs> I'm so glad that he took it from me. Let's go to the mayor's office. Uh. Oh, that's why my ring works so well here. Because it's a figment? But I always imagined you people as nicer than you are. That doesn't seem to have worked. Yeah, I don't imagine you guys hanging people all the time willy-nilly. Yeah, and killing wet babies. What's that all about? That was you! <laughs> killing babies? The... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, oh back up. Flashing back, back up. <laughs> Their eyes are so many babies hey, dead. Folk, folk, folk. So take many your, of my folk. own Take your hand off the testicles. Take you your all hand. twist. You all seem to be seeing this, what he's seeing. You all see all these tiny... Fook's family is spread out around the room, bloody and broken and twisted. Oh, okay. I actually, now I kind of get that this is kind of a disturbing thing to see. When you see it in actuality, it is kind of disturbing. I can see how this could actually cause some psychological My harm. family did. Wow. Just after you die is when you get some humanity. Maybe you Crazy. could ask Santa for them back. He'll Twist. be here soonish. 
Maldor comes up behind Fook and just sort of covers his eyes and whispers quietly in his. Oh, God, that smell. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's fine. Oh, it's disgusting. And lets him go. May his trapped Santa here. Every Christmas he's supposed to fly through the world. That old pervert? Bring gifts to people. He said he's the only one who can move between two worlds, but he won't. So he's been sucking the life force out of him every Christmas. No one sucks Santa on our watch. I think we've got what we need. It's to the mayor we go. Don't. Oh, he'll kill you. I've already died. You just need to get the chains of office. Where would we find the chains of office? It's around, around the mayor's neck. neck. We saw him around his neck the whole oh, time. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. He was rubbing it when he was going to kill us. It's very perverted. Yeah, he was kind of yeah, oddly we sexual about it. We need a plan here. Three of us should distract him and then Finnick go for the chains. Okay. I was thinking I could use my sword and maybe your axe. Um, oh, I don't have that. I feel like we... I have a teddy bear costume. You should just ask Santa for it. Where's Santa? Santa has our stuff. Santa can bring anything to anyone. What? Okay, so we seek out this Santa and then we go for the mayor. Is... Well, you'll have to wait for till all the children have gone to bed. I've got an idea, guys. Mulder steps out into the church. He grabs two tall candle stands, breaks off their bases, and turns them into quarter staffs. And he grabs a couple crucifixes and sharpens them into knives. <laughs> what? This uh, is this Buffy is all, the Vampire Slayer. This is all happening in a montage <laughs> with the Buffy the Vampire Slayer theme song. Uh, <laughs> Y'all stare slackjawed <laughs> at him doing this ridiculous thing, so much so that it is now nighttime. <laughs> <laughs> and all the children have gone to bed. Uh, so now where's Santa? Maldar, do you know where Santa is? How do you talk to this Santa? Maldar, you do know that no one is allowed in the town square on Christmas Eve because that's where Santa's going to land. Yeah, Santa will be in town square as soon as all the children are asleep. So what are we doing here? Let's go. Yes, the landing strip will lead us to where we want to go. Grab some sharpened crosses or some candlesticks. Won't you untie me? I have to go to the washroom. (laughs) You made your own choices. Piss there. Yeah, I found a bag. The bags don't work that way. Oh. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> it's fine. It's better than the floor. Sort of just put the bag up his lower half and cover him up. Seriously, let's go, guys. Center of the town square, it is empty because everyone knows they can't be there. And everything is quiet. The snow falls. And just at the edge of hearing, you hear little jingle bells. Well, this would be quite... Uh... Coming and serene if it wasn't for the impending death that we're going to face soon. Too bad these people don't have music for this holiday. You suddenly see, up in the sky, just below the cloud line, eight tiny reindeer pulling a sleigh, flying around, and suddenly, as it seems to pass overhead of the plinth, energy go shoots up, almost as though lightning is coming from the plinth itself going up into the sky, and it grabs the sleigh and slowly it comes down and what you once almost thought was go- ho 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 because ho, 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 the sound of great pain that must be santa let's take the fucker down <laughs> no no we're, we're protecting santa oh, taking the mayor sorry, down sorry, mayor I'm down confused. he's going to give us swords and axes Ooh. yes let's go be nice to him so, don't grab his testicles so santa's sleigh is now on the landing strip. They don't have strip. to be mutually exclusive. <laughs> Santa Slay is now on the landing strip, and he 
the he's just having the life sucked out of him it seems he's you can almost feel the soul power being drained away from him Finnick scrambles up onto the plinth and looks for what might be causing this uh beam you can see uh quite clear that the bolts of energy are coming and going into a jewel an amulet if you will that looks a lot like the centerpiece of the chains of office i found the chains of office well, you just found the centerpiece of the chains of office. I found the chains of office, guys. <laughs> Fook throws up the iron bar and says, smash it. Oh, why had you eaten that? Because you threw it up. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> okay. This is why it's taking so long. From the sleigh, a jolly old elf, all dressed in red, says between the bouts of shrieking pain, please kill me. Okay. No, 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 no. no. Destroys the amulet. Can we kill the amulet? Uh, Finnick takes uh, one of the sharpened crosses out of the back of his pants and uh, stabs it into the uh, crystal. It doesn't break, it dislodges. And once it's dislodged, the it's like you're turning out a light. The bolts of energy are, have stopped going. Agata reaches for the crystal and the base of the amulet. Santa is smoking. Yes, he's very hot. Yeah, he's, there's steam coming off of him. You're able to pick up the amulets. It feels, it's hot. It's like a stone out of the fire. Okay, well, after, after it cools down, I gotta pockets both items. Santa is huffing and puffing and there's a little Blowing bit of... Blowing his house down. Yeah, he's, he's singed, he's sooty. I'll give you anything if you just give me what I want. What do you want? Release... Ten years he's been draining me, and he finally has what he wants. You must hurry. He'll be back soon for his infernal contraption. I, I think our plans could align. We would like uh, some weapons. Would you have weapons? And passage back to the real world. So uh, so weapons are one way to go about it, but also uh, do you know a way to defeat the mayor that may or may not include weapons? It's I not always weapons, Agata. I still want my sword. Okay. I can give you everything you once had. I can tell you what you need to know, but you must promise me you'll take this shotgun and put it right under my chin and pull the trigger. Okay. Uh, uh, Fook. Fook, stop being willing to kill people. Maldar has already taken the shotgun and slid it under his chin. Good, you can keep it when we're done. It's fully loaded. Uh, oh... Wait, but if we release you, maybe you don't need to die. Yes, if we save you. Could you could continue to be a pervert around children. Okay, I've, no. That's never been proven. I've been drained. I can no longer be Santa. But I can, I can do one last thing. What's that? Help you defeat him. For he wants to cross into your world and create great evil. If you reach into my sack, you will find all you seek. And if you take this amulet, you can get yourselves home. I gotta take that amulet. You have the amulet already. That was meant, if you let me finish, if you would just let me finish. Book is reaching into Santa's sack and fumbling around in there. You're finding mixtures of all your stuff. Like you found uh, Agata's sword and Phoenix's disguise kit, your bag of pooping. Fook armors up. Saint Nick, are you ready? Not, I'm not done yet, you oh, dick. <laughs> wait, who? My God. Why are you two so here? bloodthirsty? <laughs> Let him finish talking about how we can defeat the mayor. Yes, and I'm trying to s- moving things along. He's 
imaginary. This whole place is imaginary. I'm sort yes, of got that. imaginary, but I'm also very real, children. But We're not children. We're he, not children. He wanted to get into the real world. And he was going to use me, but I wouldn't. This just sounds like exposition. Let's go kill that female horse. He's got a portal in his basement he's been building. A portal he was going to use a soul from the real world that he dragged from death to power his way home. Oh, so if we kill Maldar, we're fine. Uh, See, that was my plan. Well, no, but uh, we have to kill the soul of Maldar. Well, it wasn't terribly good to begin with. Guys. Hey. Uh, Well... And hey, don't kill my soul. I get that I'm dead. Fair play. Don't kill my soul. Well, then uh, liberate the soul, but we got to get it away from the mayor. That's all. So kill the mayor and get in the portal. Is that what you're saying, Santa? You, I, I never said you had to kill the mayor. You just have to get the portals down there and if you guys get out. I don't heal. Just you'll have to destroy it. Do, oh. do you want to be healed? We've got a lot of healers. The pain is not physical. All right. I, and is that that's everything you had to say? I've trained to be a counselor, too, if, if that's what you need. You are so bloodthirsty. Mulder takes Santa's hat off his head, puts it on his own, and pulls the trigger. Uh, yeah. So this is a real shotgun. <laughs> There's... Kill Santa. We all know where this is going. The sm- <laughs> There's red in the snow. There's red on the sleigh. There's red on Santa's red hat and on Maldar's face. We're going to have to hold on for a minute. I've got to carve another name into my shield on the list of murderous victims. It's it's fine. I'm pretty sure I'm not coming with you guys anyway. I've got no body to go back to. His name's already on your shield. Oh, thank heavens for that. Incidentally, there are five shells left in the shotgun. We should move on. Those reindeer are not looking at you happily. Neither is that elf. It that that's that just me. <laughs> that's just me. Stop yeah, there's mess. not much left of Santa's head to stare at you. <laughs> we move on towards the mayor's house. Yeah. So uh, it is, as I said, it's a it's a two story Victorian. Uh, Santa told you there was a machine in the basement. Which lights are on? Oh, good question. Good. Someone's oh. thinking. The front parlor has lights on, and also there's a light on on the second floor. Uh, Finnick checks for uh, basement windows. Uh, there's not really any basement windows. This wasn't really meant to have an inhabited basement, but there is a door to the cellar through which the coal would be delivered. We have our stuff in our our little kits. Perhaps we could knock on the door and pretend to be carolers? Uh, or I could pick the lock to the cellar. Yeah, why don't you do that? That seems less festive. <laughs> this There's a Christmas miracle. The party has managed to enter a room without fighting its way through the front door. They looked around for for a good way in and they found it. And you did it without ludicrously pretending to be carolers to the final boss. <laughs> Jingle bells. Inspiration all around. It's in the singing of a street corner choir. <laughs> uh, down, in the ba- down in the cellar. Uh, it is all stone. It is quite cold. There are flickering gas lamps around, and in the center is a contraption. A at the height of early Victorian engineering has enabled him to build what looks like giant pile batteries 
Uh, there's lots of little steamy bits and levers and switches. Uh, someone would call this steampunk if they were to look at it. It's like a steampunk stargate. And connected to it is a little piece of blancmange. It's a jello mold dessert. And looking at it, you feel that you wouldn't be able to wink this little piece of blancmange out of existence. Wait, Wait is that Maldar's soul? Should three of us go through and then Maldar destroys his soul and everything's done? So, taking a close look around where this thing is connected up, you also see that there is a little, there's a slot that is also wired up to this thing, which would probably fit the amulet that Agata is holding. You know, what Santa told you was that you need to be powered by a soul to rip your way back into reality. Well, I, um, I have the amulet. I think that might fit in there. Does anybody have an extra soul lying around? Yes, I have a soul. I'm fine with it, guys. No. It's fine. I'm ready, guys. A thank you would be nice. Thank you. Great. Maldar cocks his shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not sure that's necessarily how to extract a soul. Oh, I was going to shoot the machine after you guys went through. Oh, that makes sense. Because that, like, that felt like the way to do this. Yeah. Let's do that. Agata puts the amulet into the slot. Suddenly... It comes to life. There's, you see, like, as though little bolts of electricity are going around everywhere. Uh, the steam whistles go, whoof, whoof. There's, like, turning of gears. There's lots of clockwork gears that you think most of them are just for show. Uh, there are bolts of light coming off of different parts of the diameter of what would be the portal ring, the Stargate ring. And it starts to hum with power, but you feel like there's something else it's supposed to do. You feel like there's a bit more that needs to happen. Maldar slams his hand into the gelatin dessert. Uh, it splashes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I really thought that was like a control council it's, thing. It's now, now the, the clamp is not on the blanche anymore because you ruined the blanche, but there's still that clamp there. Maldar grabs the clamp instead. And it shocks you. And so there, there's a bright light coming from the ring there's just a wave of power like a shock wave of power brushes you all a few feet back and with this noise another noise is added the creaking of a door Malda, it seems to me that this is going to be our last chance to say anything to you before we go and we'll never speak to you again okay uh hey, but ba- ba- uh uh Finnick, go we should get through the portal yeah okay uh bye bud see uh see ya not so fast. Oh, those are my quick words. <laughs> now I gotta say goodbye twice. The mayor is walking down the stairs into the cellar. After the mayor has made it down about two steps, so there's a little bit of space on the stairs behind him, Maldar disappears into a puff of silvery mist and appears behind the mayor, cocks the shotgun one last time, and fires it into the <laughs> and fires it into the base of his skull. The head of the mayor snaps forward. Just the back of his head has exploded. And there are bits of brain that are covering you. The body slowly starts to turn and has a shocked face. Santa gave you that, didn't he? Merry Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Mulder fires a second shot. This one splits the two halves of his head open. Uh, so that like right down the middle of the nose and it's just a bloody mess somehow the mouths are still going and you're now here in sort of slightly out of sync stereo 
but you could have lived here. You could have lived on here. You could stay. Fook stomps on what's left. (laughs) (laughs) Agata pulls the amulets or whatever chains of office are still around his neck off. And the body just sort of clumps down. And there's just a bloody mess at your feet. Nice shot. Quick, quick, guys. You got to get going. And uh, good luck on doing things. And um, when you get a chance, could you could you tell my mom that I love her? Just just drop in for a little bit at some point when, you, when you're not busy. Uh, yeah, sure. In her little hermit shack? No, we actually live on a big estate in the real world. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I can do that, Maldar. Yeah, the Sly Estate. It's it's great. It's really nice. You'll like it. Maldar, it seems like we may have never really gotten along, and I really did think you were a monster for much of that time. Maldar puts a finger over his mouth and leans in for a kiss. Nope. I misread it. I misread it. I misread it. I misread it. Misread it. Misread it. <laughs> I was just pointing out how terrible I think you've always been. That makes more sense. That's... Fook steps through the portal. Vroomp. Uh, second goodbyes are always uh, awkward, but um, I'll miss you, bud. He steps through the portal. Vroomp. Well, I don't know what to say, Maldar, really. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And thank you. Thank you very much. Merry Christmas. I'm going to shoot a bunch of stuff once you're gone. <laughs> I love this thing. Fair enough. I got a step through the portal. Vroomp. And the the portal has one brilliant flash. And suddenly it goes dark. And all around is silent. Until you hear, just at the edge of hearing, a little jingling of sleigh bells. And then suddenly, are those reindeer on the roof? Well, they're cocks and shot. <laughs> This has been Caverns and Comedians, Dungeons and Dragons powered storytelling with Toronto Comedians. Starring Oliver Giorgio as Finnick the Rogue, Joanna Houghton as Agatha the Cleric, Maddox Campbell as Maldar the Warlock, Scott Thrower as Fook the Paladin and Kyle Scott as the Dungeon Master. Audio recording by Andrea Miller. Theme by Derek Baldwin. Edited by Maddox Campbell. Created by Kyle Scott and Maddox Campbell. Opening and credits read by Ralph McLeod. Caverns and Comedians is a Kicks and Giggles production. More information can be found at kicksandgigglesentertainment.com slash cavernsandcomedians or on iTunes. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and review it. Your support will help us make more episodes. Thanks for listening.